Now, many of us will have made New Year's resolutions and regardless of whether or not we stick to them, they will range from the relatively minor to the somewhat serious. For some people, it may be giving up chocolate or fast food, while for others, it may be trying to improve their fitness levels. However, there are some out there dealing with, uh, I mentioned relatively minor to somewhat serious, but there are some out there dealing with the extremely serious, that is drug addiction, and their New Year's resolution could be focused on rehabilitation. Indeed, many people and families affected by drug addiction could be trying to rehabilitate someone this year. In 2022, 87 people in Clare were treated for drug addiction for the first time. There is help out there. One such group that can offer help is the uh, branch of Narcotics Anonymous in Clare Castle. And for more on the group and his own story, I'm joined now in studio uh, by David, who is a member of the group. David, good morning to you and thank you very much for joining us this morning. Um, my name is David and I'm here because um, I'm an addict and um, it started way back when early teenage life, you know, um, drink was my first drug of choice and uh, rapidly I, I found prescribed drugs and through that it just escalated and escalated, you know, and um I felt locked into it straight away, so I believed that it, I was born with it. It was something that was in me that I was born with. You have to, and some people do say that, an addictive, an addictive personality. Yeah, I, that I was born with, that I just took to it straight away and it consumed my life uh, from the very start, you know. So early on, even way back then, uh, my first meeting that I went to was 14, obviously I didn't want it and I didn't want to be there. I was after trying to kill myself, you know. And um, so I went on for years after that doing the same thing and another attempt on my life, I ended up in 5B and two lads came and took me to an NA meeting that was in the hospital. So, and the scenarios were like that all the time, you know, constantly going on like that and constantly things happening that I didn't want to happen, you know, and I I wasn't that character that was happening to me and, you know, I felt locked in and I felt that I had no other choice and I was suffocating with that, you know. So as life went on, it just got worse. Things got worse. I lived on the streets a couple of times in my life because I felt like I was incapable of doing what society wanted me to do, you know. And the pressures of that only got worse and worse, you know. And I I had a good few attempts on my life again. And um, I ended up in the mental hospital in Nimerick a good few times, you know. And... um, in 88, I tried to come back to the programme again of Narcotics Anonymous. It still wasn't there for me. I felt different I felt different than everybody else. I, felt, I didn't feel the same, the inadequacies, the insecurities, of, and even, even trying to kill myself. I am... Um, there was a, a soul destroying in that when I felt walk the next stage, you know. And do you mind me asking, in what sense, David, that you you were disappointed or well, upset that you weren't even you weren't even able to carry that out? No, I was so soul destroyed that I was still living, yeah. you know. And um, I went on anyway and just more drugs, 
more, it didn't matter what I took, it came to, didn't matter what it on a sniff glue, a sniff petrol, anything just to numb the brains, you know. So, have you done the gamut of drugs? Sorry? Have you done the gamut of drugs from soft drugs to yeah, class A yeah, substances? I was, uh, I was uh, at 16, I was smuggled out of the country. I knew where I was going and I knew what was going to happen. And um, there was no paperwork, so I was smuggled through customs. And um, those people put me on heroin. And I was on it for a good few years. And um That's all. can I just say that's awful. They put you on it. Yeah. Uh, to keep me doing what I was doing, you know. And um sold my soul for drinking drugs, you know. So yeah, I went on like that for a few years. I knew I didn't want to be living that life. I knew I didn't want to be in that life and but I, I felt powerless to change, to to turn my life around, to do something. I, I felt blocked in every way my insecurities and fear and as I said uh, feeling inadequacy in everything I'd done you know I'd skipped school at an early age so I never felt on a level uh, like everybody else around me was you know so I always felt alone I felt isolated I felt rejected, uh, you know, I felt patronised. Can I ask you, David, What, in terms of family, were, were, was was there any family there for you or friends or did they I know didn't what was going really. on? As I said, at the early age, I didn't allow anybody in my life. Drinking drugs had consumed my life over, it took over really quick, you know, and my behaviour wasn't good, you know. But when you say you didn't allow them, you know, even if someone in your situation, you kept them at arm's length, if they were aware of what you were going through, you know, uh, they would still try to reach out. But were yeah. you, you, you made, did you make it a concerted... times. Yeah. I ended up in a youth hostel down in Waterford, and that became abusive down there too, you know. Um, so them things... Uh, and in control, you know, and uh, and that's what I'm saying. It kept me, it kept me, it kept me isolated. It kept me the pressures of it, because like, I didn't feel I had anywhere to go. You know, I didn't feel that there was anybody listening. You know, even the authorities. When I went to a doctor, he'd up the strength of prescribed drugs. He'd up each time, so I never felt that. I was getting anything. Even, I can never remember once being in St. Joseph's Hospital and somebody actually taking me aside to give me guidance or, or direction or focus, you know. Um, I, I can never remember any of that. Now, I was out of it most of the time, so... Do, yeah, I mean, I, 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 like, the drugs must have been the only way, because as people can hear, you've lived an extremely, extremely tough life. And yeah. the constant use of drugs must have been the only way to huge, numb yeah. the the misery yeah. of what you were going through, and including living on the streets. Yeah. So yeah, living in the streets was was another reaction to what was happening in my life. You know, to to keep what I was doing, to keep yeah. using, to, and not letting anybody, as I said that I would see the isolation of it, you know, the, and to see my intake or what I was doing. and So my addiction, that's what I was saying to you earlier, that actually consumed my life over. Uh, I 
didn't have any power to pull that back, do you know? And um, even in that hostel when I was about, I was just after 14, I think, in Waterford, um, there was two workers there and they were amazing, Nula and Eddie, absolutely amazing people. And they tried and did what they could, you know, but things happened down there that shouldn't have happened, you know, to be honest. And uh, it's not for here, you know. Mm. And um, It's clearly still with you, though. Yeah, yeah, because it's an ongoing thing. It's something that I should have done years ago. I'm starting to put into process now, you know. But that, that's because Narcotics Anonymous has given me this strength and courage to stand up, to be the person that I need to be, you know, uh, and to be a productive member of society or whatever that's going on, you know. So, yeah, and having the freedom and change... That's huge in my life, but I wouldn't have had that without Narcotics Anonymous, you know. It's a non-profit organisation, you know. The only dues or fees that's paid is is um, our own to keep it going, you know, to be able to rent a room and to self-supporting, you know. And um, It seems to have taken you, and maybe, I'm sure you're not alone in this, David, people who struggle with an addiction, be it drugs, drink or gambling, they, it it comes to a head, they reach a crisis point, they reach their lowest ebb and then they realise they need to get help and more, you know, ho- hopefully they, they're on the road to recovery then, even if it is an ongoing process of attending meetings and so on. Um, but for you, you mentioned you, you tried a couple of times and I'm sure you're not the only one who struggled yeah. with addiction who tried to go to yeah. a group like this but it, it just the timing wasn't right or you weren't ready to, no, to really address your issues? You felt, in, in what in, sense do you mean? In, in, in being spoke down to kind of thing. It was like, why can't you do it? That kind of attitude. So no em- empathy there or no, kindness? there wasn't. Not for me, yeah. but it, that's a lot better today. You know, I know that that's a lot better, but in my day it wasn't. Doctors were very controlling and dictating, and um, even even the 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 ones in St Joseph's were very dictating of how you act and how you be. You know, and I can never remember any kindness to kind of. Uh, to do changes to to make you uh, well not make you but uh, uh, to know that there was somebody there to actually support you you were looking and going to the supports but I never felt that I was getting the support it must have been I I don't know was it unusual for for you David to go through a long stretch of your life not it sounds like not at all or maybe rarely experiencing kindness from people from such a young age and teenage years being smuggled out of the country being kept on heroin uh, moments where you try to end your life you're sleeping on the streets it sounds like you very rarely experienced a kindness from, from other humans there was moments that I remember like I mentioned too Eddie and down in Waterford yeah but, but very rare moments over yeah, a long stretch of your life there were two that was a huge impact in my life at the time you know and um, as I said when I went out of the country there was another level of just oblivion and I searched for oblivion then, you know, I wanted out of it. I wanted to be out of it. I didn't want to be a part of anything. And were you gone for a number of years? I was. Oh. Uh, I was gone for about, I think, eight years. Eight, eight nine years. years. And wh- but where yeah. were you? Were you on the, uh, in mainland Europe or all over the place? Or? I, was, uh, I was in Britain. 
Okay. You know, and they didn't want an Irish bum at the time, so I was, uh, I wasn't deported, but I was pushed back. Okay. You know, and um, even a lot of that, that seven or eight years has gone out of my life. You know, it's just total blackout. You know, to what was going on and what was happening. So when I when I ended back up here, I couldn't get the level of where I was. So my life was even a hundred times worse. I ended up in the mental hospital all the time and they just upped uh, my drug intake, the psychosis drugs I was on, you know. And um, The moments where you try to end your life and you know, you say you wake up the next... Okay. The moments where you try to end your life and you wake up the next morning and you say you're disappointed that you're, you haven't succeeded, that you're, you're still alive. What, do you think there was a part of you that wanted to to stay alive that that's why no, no you no, genuinely every no, time I did I just wanted out you uh, wanted out I was just there's something that goes through you the, it's an inner thing that that's just totally empty uh, and it just shatters just that's the only way I can explain it it, it absolutely just feels destroyed do you know that and is that your your soul or your the, the soul, essence of you I as said, a person yeah. whatever being that was there that whatever thing that was going on for me and, and I wasn't able to look inwards because I didn't like myself I didn't like who I was I didn't like who I'd become and when you look in and that emptiness and that sheer just just waste just the absolutely explosion of 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 not wanting to be here, you know, not mm. wanting to be alive, not wanting to be a part of it, you know, uh, and that, and knowing that inadequacy that I couldn't do that even right, you know, that that was the sort of thing, thing that was so soul destroying that I wasn't capable of even doing that. And going through such a long and tough life, mm. and having tried to get help a number of times, but it not quite working out, can you? At times, do you thank your lucky stars that you found their Narcotics Anonymous well, group in Clare Castle? Because it's a relatively yeah, new group well, today, as well. Today, I feel, a lot of the times, I feel like, pinch me. Do you know? How am I still here? Do you know? When I look back and I think what went down there, do you know? The stuff I can't he- say here, do you know? Yes. And, and that kind of stuff that went on and that stuff that, that I, I done and that was done to me, that I'm... Um, I wasn't able to function as a human being and being able to even come in here today. But I wouldn't have been able to do that without the programme of Narcotics Anonymous, you know, and, and giving me the support and the strength. Take, take your time, David. It's to be... To be who I am today, you know, yeah. and never been able to think that I had value or self-respect or dignity. They're all things I found in Narcotics Anonymous, you know. And and being a part of that is amazing in my life. So I tried to do what what is asked to me in the programme, you know. To keep this, i got to give it away. And being here this morning is part of giving it away, you know. Uh, and and having that support system, absolutely amazing, you know, and it always baffles me that that people can be so kind and so given 
that's come from somewhere that's so hard, you know. So, and, yeah. and it must be a, a great source of comfort, or to, you know, to to meet others who I'm sure all your stories are different in in mm. in many ways, but it's the kernel of them are essentially the same. You've mm. all struggled with addiction and mm. had hard lives that you're able to you know, uh, t- t- talk to each other and tell your stories and there's a kind mm. of a, you know, sharing and, and knowing that someone else has gone through something similar and they get you and they get where you're coming mm. from, that that's, that helps in a, in a way oh, as well. Huge, and, and that's why the programme works, you know, it's, it, like I said earlier, uh, to keep me going and to keep it myself, helping myself and, and being a part of something, it, it's to give it away, you know, and and that's the mentality that that's in the fellowship, you know. So you reach out to the next person and the next person, and you hope that person is going to pass it on to another person. So like the the people that was around for the years, I was around and struggled for years and years in the fellowship until um, nineteen. I'll be nineteen years, and Paddy's there, but. That support system even before that led up to where I was, you know, uh, and helping people today is me thanking them for their service, and and that's how it works, and that's how it keeps going on. Like um, the program that I'm involved in and the meeting that I'm involved with and helped to get up and do is um, Jeffrey. He taught me. I could mention his name. It was him that came to me about it, you know, and, yeah. and what could we do, and it's needed, and it's well needed, you know. Uh, I can go anywhere around the world and anywhere around Ireland, and there's the NA meetings to go to, you know, and the programme of the fellowship, you know. Uh, and that support, knowing that support, that it has the freedom to do anything and be anything, you know. Uh, can I ask you how how life is for you now? Um, congratulations, by the way, on be- nearly reaching two decades. Mm. Um, but as you've explained, it's, it's an ongoing process. It, it isn't is, a yeah. case of, oh, I'll go to a year of Narcotics Anonymous mm. meetings and I'll be miraculously it, it, healed. Not, it can be gone in a flash, mm. you know, and I know that, you know. But, but well done in keeping, on, but keeping um, on top of it for so long. Uh, but I, I have to do the maintenance about going to meetings, speaking to people that's like-minded, like myself, you know, and and talking about what's going on for me today and the support system that's there for that through Narcotics Anonymous is absolutely amazing. And that's what I was saying to you earlier. It's like it's all, I get times that I'm so grateful for the life I have today that um, it's like pinch me. Do you know, and how did I come through it? But I came through it because there was a support system there for narcotics and animals that was non-judgmental, do you know, and that wasn't looking for anything, do you know, and the people that's in my life today, I fully trust them, do you know, I fully trust them with my life, do you know. And I would imagine you could count on one hand over the course of your life the amount of people you could have trusted well, it sounds like there were very few friends when I was active because I didn't allow anybody mm. do you know I didn't allow anybody and as I said alcohol well alcohol is a drug to me because I used it for the same thing I used it for oblivion do you know but drugs was the main part of my life I took them hand in hand anyway do you know it was, it was if I didn't have one. one it was the other and, and if I didn't have none it was a bag of glue you know, or a bag of Tipex, or it was a petrol, just anything to to shut the brain down. You know. 
Well, so yeah, so my life, I don't do that today. I love where I'm living. I love what's happening in my life. I couldn't even say that word at one time, you know. But I love what's happening. I love what's going on in my life. I learned to cook. I learned to keep house. I learned to, you know, uh, look after yourself. And, uh, and basically that, you know, uh, and yeah. I can do all those stuff today because of being in a part of Narcotics Anonymous and the program. David, for people listening out there who themselves may be struggling with addiction and haven't reached that point where they've sought help but are have been thinking about it and maybe hearing your story and about the group in Clarecastle and they, they might like to try it. How often does the group meet? Where do they meet? What's the best well, way for them to, to, to contact them? If it, You can go online and put in narcotics anonymous meetings and a lot of them will come up for different towns, different places, different areas. Yeah, um, Clearcastle is going five months and ten days now. But there's others around the town. That's not the only one. There's loads of meetings around Clare. Okay. I'm secretary of another meeting up in Ennestymond. There's meetings going on up in Simon Narcotics Anonymous and all over the country. But there's one thing I would say to anybody, never give up. You know, never stop trying. Never keep at it. Keep giving it. It will happen, you know. I, loads of my life I didn't think it was going to happen for me because I was seeing people get get clean that was coming in after me and yeah. that was before me and didn't go back using and I just couldn't stop. So I just kept persevering and kept going and going and going and one day a miracle happened to me. Do you know, I believe it's a miracle that I stopped. Well, we're delighted uh, for you and delighted that you did. I, I couldn't conceive of having lived a, a life of such hardship mm. and misery as the one you lived up to the point where mm-hmm. you got help um, so, so no, no one deserves more to live a happy life than you by the sounds of it and it's clear that the, the Narcotics Anonymous group in Clare Castle has done wonders for you David I know it hasn't been easy to tell your story but really appreciate you doing that this morning I think it's going to be of solace and, and um, a powerful and uh, helpful to others out there who may be going through something similar uh, to even to highlight that there's groups in Clarecastle and, and other places as well. Thank you so, so much for joining Thank us you. on the programme this morning. Thank you very much. If, indeed, if you have been affected by uh, any of our conversation, you can contact uh, the Samaritans 24-hour free phone helpline on 116123 and uh, PA to also have a 24-hour crisis helpline. You can text HELP to 5144.